Hey everybody, this is Trevor Lee. This is episode number 123 of the Running 44 at 60 podcast. And we've got a new event we're featuring. It's the Silly 60, which took place on Saturday, uh, April, April, May the 13th. And I did this recording with two of the participants. There were only 70 in the, in the race, because that's all it could accommodate. And it's uh, a new event. It's on the Isles of Silly. It involves running on five of the islands. And one of, one of the islands you run on twice, and it involves boat trips and aeroplane landings and all sorts of stuff that you might not normally encounter in a normal run. It sounded a fantastic event, and I'm so pleased that Tracy Waite and Stuart Thompson, who are both regular contributors to this podcast, are coming on, or they're on here now, uh, talking about their experience. Now, we, you will have to bear with me on the sound recording here, because uh, Tracy couldn't get in on uh, through her normal channel on the Zoom. So we, we kind of literally had Tracy on the phone and I was holding it up to the microphone. So her when she speaks, it is a little bit faint. Okay, so you'll have to concentrate on what she's saying. Uh, Stuart's not too bad at all. There is a bit of feedback and kickback at some point because what Stuart was trying to do was set it up so that uh, he could hear Tracy and she could hear him as well. So anyway, I think we've just about got a recording out of this. But regardless of the quality of the audio... I think you'll get a real feel for this event, and uh, it is spectacular. And But there is a limited number of places, and so, as they both say, it's not the sort of thing for you. You don't want to do this. <laughs> so that they can make sure they get their places uh, for next year, whenever that opens. But anyway, let's go over and say hello to Tracy and Stuart and find out all about their Sillies 60 adventure. Right, so we have got Stuart uh, on the, and we've got Stuart on, on one line, and then we've got Tracy on the. I'm holding my phone up to the microphone on another line. So, hello, Tracy. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? I think so. Yeah, I think we can hear you. Okay. So, uh, and I just do a quick sound check with Stuart, make sure I can hear him. Okay. Hello, Trevor. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Right. So the two of you took part in this new event called the Silly's 60, 60 kilometres. Mm-hmm. I looked at the video, it looks an amazing event. So, uh, Tracy, do you want to kick us off and tell us a little bit about how you found this and, and what inspired you to go and do it? Well, I actually found out about this really late. Um, so we had a long weekend booked over on the Isles of Silly and St Martins from last November. And then at the Cornwall Run Show... My partner Pony was chatting to Mary McKenna about going to the Sillies. And then Mary said, oh my goodness, are you going over there to do the Silly 60? And he said, well, what's the Silly 60? And she said, it's a 60-kilometer run around all the islands. And he was like, no. And it turns out it was the day after we arrived. And we both looked at each other when we heard this and said, well, we'd be stupid not to. (laughs) And that was only, what, a month ago, um, or a little bit, maybe a little bit longer than that ago. And then we contacted Wes about a week later. I think there were four spaces left at that point. And um, he said, yes, we could have a space each. But we really struggled to find um, a boat to get over to the start line in Tresco. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and then um, Wes just said, well, if that's, your only, if that's the only problem you have, then I'll sort that problem out. And that was it. We signed up. Brilliant. You know, I think it was three weeks before the event we signed up. Yeah. Right. So what about you, Stuart? When did you latch onto this? Uh, 
some friends mentioned uh, and I thought, wow, this looks like a, an exciting thing and thought, well, because it's the first one, let's let's go and have a have a go at it and, and, and try and enjoy it. And been to the Sillies a couple of times before, but never been on as many islands in one day. So I thought, well, seems a, a novel experience. So, yeah, let's go and have some fun. So, Stuart, tell us a little bit about how the how the uh, sixty kilometre was, because my understanding is that um, uh, there were cutoffs. There was you ran around each island, didn't you, or something? Yeah, um, we ran around five islands in total, but we did one island twice. Uh, so we started off in Tresco, and that's approximately ten kilometres. Uh, then moved on to Briar, then from Briar, which was about eight nine kilometres. Then on to St. Martin's, a similar sort of distance. Then uh, St. Mary's, which was 18 kilometres. Then on to St. Agnes and Goo, which is about nine kilometres. Then back to Tresco for a final five kilometres. Wow. And the, the average pace on each island was averaged as 12-minute miling. Now, 12-minute miling doesn't sound too bad when you're running for the first island, but take it from me when you get to kind of the third fourth fifth islands then you you know that it's what you're doing so yeah um, oh. so how, how did it work between islands tracy um i've actually not been able to hear Stuart, so i'm hoping that um i don't kind of repeat too much what um Stuart's already said no no um so how did it work in between the islands we got onto the boat and then basically um at and drank our body weight really for the next um, <laughs> island for the next run to refuel. That was actually quite difficult because it's when we're doing sixty k in a, in a, you know in one go, we kind of manage our fuel the way we are all used to managing our own like you know fuel in it and water when we need it. Um, but actually, it's quite difficult because when you start, you know, I found when I started eating, I couldn't stop eating and then you've got to then get off and run quite a fast 10k or you know 18k to be able to to make the next boat so it was really it was it was really difficult to kind of for me to judge how much food to eat or what not to eat um but I think the main thing about those boat trips was the camaraderie and being with the rest of the runners because on a normal 60k you wouldn't be with every single runner that starts, you know, through that time. So that was that was super cool. How did I'm just going to ask Stuart then? How did you find the uh, the the kind of eating and drinking? So so essentially then you get to the end of one stage, you get on the boat, and that's when you uh, do your refueling, and then you get off the boat and you start running again. In short, yeah, um, I think it just took a couple of things that Tracy said there. Um, the camaraderie on the boat, amazing. And um, I, I've got a thank you to say to, to Tracy and to Pony for um, Tracy giving me a, a sat summer when I, I wasn't killing, uh, on top form, uh, if I'm being honest. But a bit like Tracy is mentioning, you've got space where you've finished the run before uh, Wes sounds the klaxon actually to, to stop the, the event on the island and then you get onto the boat and you've also got the boat travel time. Now I made a, what seemed to be the right decision at the time, at the end of Briar, to eat a sandwich and thought, right, okay, I feel okay, I'll have a second sandwich. Went and ran on St Martin's, everything fine. Got on to St Mary's, um, I should say, um, the, the ferry between 
um, Briar and St Martin's about 45 minutes I thought time for it to go down everything will be good ran around St Martin great got onto St Mary's ran for a mile and thought mm, this doesn't feel great and then spent the next um, what 10 miles 15 kilometres thinking I'm I'm either going to be um, hmm, going to be sick or I'm not so I shuffled for the next kind of like 10 miles which is uh, <laughs> unusual for me but I think as Tracy mentions when you're used to running a distance you're used to feeling yourself and not it's that start stopping part of it and I, had, I was a bit worried about being on the boat and yeah, fueling anyway so I thought well, okay um, but yeah Tracy and Pony and my other of me were feeding me a satsuma orange to try and keep me uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah and yeah, it worked. Um, it, it came good. Uh, on for me, I Billy Lindgren, um, the fellow Cornish contingent that was there, Mark Rollage, we both used our uh, running poles on St Mary's and Goo. I started St Agnes and Goo, and that seemed to help resolve my issue. Oh, to great stuff! Great stuff. So, Tracy, um, uh, what, what was your adventure like overall? which is lovely so thank you for that um it was well number one the adventure was the sillies anyway it was me and pony going over to the sillies and this was just like an added extra this is just like a this is like an added extra and what i thought would be just like a fun-filled day i think is really it's to me it's really filled my cup like my heart is very full from that day um it's it's going to give me memories forever. And I think every time I think about Silly 60, I'm going to smile. <laughs> the friendships I think that we made over there, I mean, a lot of us knew each other, you know, and Stuart's been there on a very dark race of mine um, at two o'clock in the morning and um, has been there to help me, you know, greatly. I don't know how I would have finished that race without you there, Stuart, and UDR 25. But um, I think really what we what we kind of gained from that was just like a deeper, I don't know, like friendship, I guess, because as I said, we normally wouldn't all be running together because we're all different paces. So to be able to spend that time in the boat when we are feeling low and to be able to share those lows and those highs, because there was a huge amount of highs, especially at the end of the first two islands because everyone made it. <laughs> so there were loads of highs there. Um and it's, yeah, that, that's, I mean, the event has shown me that I can run probably a bit faster than I normally do and that I allow myself to, which is, um, has opened my eyes to, um, my, my ability, I guess. Um, and going forward, I'd love to do it next year and really, really would like to get through St. Mary's so that I can at least run around St. Agnes whether I make it or not. Um, but I will say it's probably one of the best DNF um, races I've, or best DNFs I've ever had, and also one of the best day days event I've ever had. So wow. yeah. So Stuart, did you did you have to? Was the pace the same for each island? Then was it about twelve minute miles all the way through for every island? Yeah, and um, the things that Wes, the organizer, has based this on. We're all um, based around a 12-minute miling. Um, we right. worked out in kilometres as well. I think it was at seven-minute kilometres. Okay. Um, but that was the, the time from when he started the klaxon to when he ended the klaxon. And, yeah, it was all based on that. So a lot of, as Tracy mentions, 
Um, the first two islands, I think, were fairly comfortable for, for most people when we got to kind of the third island, and the temperature got warmer as well because we started running about half past nine, quarter to ten in the morning. So for probably St Martin's, we were probably on St Martin's around about midday, and it, yeah, it started getting to quite toasty because it was a beautiful day. Yeah, nice, yeah. Kind of like very little wind. Um, and yeah, as we mentioned earlier, when we were chatting beforehand, the Sillings is uh, a beautiful place and it's, it's stunning when the weather's beautiful. And when you're out there and it's, it's not flat, it's not, um, it's not vastly hilly, but it's, it's undulating and it's like being on the coast path and you know yourself Trevor and Tracy will testify as well, the coast path that we enjoy in Cornwall has its ups and its downs and um, that's what each island was like as well, some hillier than others, but yeah, they were all, they all had their own challenge. Wow. Now, my understanding is, um, and I've done a bit of research on this because I was thinking, how does this work then, you know, in terms of who's in what position? How do you know and all this stuff? So am I right in thinking that you recorded a time on each leg and then that was added to your, you know, so at the end of the day, your your times over each leg was determined your overall finishing position. But I also I also read that if you... If you were a winner of the uh, one of the legs, you got a special island shirt. And if you were the leader at the end of each, uh, the overall leader, you kind of wore the equivalent of the yellow jersey. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, I was nowhere near um, <laughs> near any of those times to be a leader, but I think Tom Carthy's got quite a um, collection of of bests from that <laughs> <laughs> from that event. Yeah, because I, I get, I think he was. The, now, and also, I, I read uh, in the in the kind of rules that um, after say the first island, um, when you set off, although you were all kind of presumably chip time somehow, the, the the top ten went off first. Is that right? And then the next ten and that sort of thing. Um, just can I just give that a shout out to um, the lady who won the um, the ladies um, race, um, a lady called Danielle. I think it is testament to her that um, from start to finish she was the leading lady and wow. you see about the, the vests on each island um, she won, she was the first lady on each island so she got the vest from each island wow. the yellow jersey <laughs> and at the end um, Wes actually said um, I don't expect there to be so few people actually win each island so he put everyone's name in a hat and drew out so could, people could have the vest from the islands that weren't won Okay. The first name out of the hat was Danielle's. had all the best, and then had first pick of the best that, that were left over. So she quite rightly said, um, "Oh, that's fantastic!" That. So I think just a kind of shout out to Danielle. So she very strong on it all the way through. Fantastic. Way through. Now, Tracy, you went through the experience of not finishing. So how how far did you get, and, and how how close were you to getting miss? You know, uh, missing the boat ultimately. <laughs>
through St. Martin's. Now, I don't track anything, so I wasn't wearing a watch. I didn't know where we were for time. I was just basically head down, hold on for dear life, and just keep running. Um, so I wasn't really aware of where, you know, what where I was at. So when I got through St. Martin's, I must say I was quite surprised that I'd got through St. Martin's, feeling that bad as well. Um, and then... Um, we started St Mary's, which was really, I really wanted to do St Mary's because it was the longer island, and I, I, to be honest, I hate 10Ks, so the idea of doing an 18K felt a lot better than 10, although on the ferry over to St Mary's, I had my head in my hand going, how the hell am I going to maintain this pace for 18K? <laughs> Feeling like this, I've got no idea. Stuart then um, reminded me of... Um, of the UDR 25 and uh, some tears were shed um, and then I thought well yeah this is my best shot anyway we ran that was tough like St Mary's was really tough because I really didn't feel like there was any way I was maintaining the pace um, Pony at the time we were kind of running together um, and he was checking every so often on his phone what the pace was and he'd say to me we're doing alright and I was thinking how the hell are we doing this I, I was just feeling so rough and slow um and then it became very apparent i think it was 3k to go pony said we've got 3k to go we've got i think it was 18 minutes to do it in and i was like this is impossible I, at this point there's just no way i'm going to get this done um so just kind of i don't know what happened but just was able to pick it up because at this time we were on the trails as well and there was it was quite technical um, and then I said to Pony, all I want from this is to hear the klaxon time me out. I need to be as close. I want to be as close to that finish when that klaxon times me out. Anyway, we arrived, like, it kind of came to this point where you could see the end, but there was still quite a lot of running to do, and I heard the first klaxon, and that meant, two, I think it meant two minutes, didn't it, Stuart? Yeah. And then I ran, like, I just opened up and ran as if my life depended on it <laughs> through the streets, through the bloody streets of um, St. Mary's. There's people everywhere. <laughs> get out of the way, get out of the way. Honestly, I was like, oh my goodness, and the people were quite uncertain on their feet, you know, a bit nervous, and I'm running through. And then I hear the klaxon, oh. and I think it was 21 seconds. Oh, oh 21 yeah. seconds. Oh. I know. Oh. I was like, it was super exciting, even though I wasn't going to make it. I was just like, well, let's just hammer <laughs> it and see what we can do. Well, that's that. That is great. And you know, when I was reading up on about this, when I knew you two were coming on on here, um, yeah, I did read about the two minute klaxon and then the klaxon. So, Stuart, uh, have I got it? I'm I'm right in thinking then that if you finished, you know, well in front of the uh, klaxon. Um, you got that extra time to rest, and then you all got on the boat together, you all got off the boat together, and you all started the next leg pretty much together. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I think the only time that I can recall um, was actually saying to people about being in some sort of order was on the, the second island when we were on Briar. Okay. Because you come up off the slip on Briar, and he said it gets narrow quite quickly. So the people that were in, say, the top 10, top 15 finishing on um, Tresco, get yourself to the front, and so you, you're. It's better for you guys to get to get going, and ladies. Um, and that was the only time I think anything about position was kind of mentioned that I recall. Um, okay, but certainly I think Tracy's Tracy's 
right? And what you said when the when you get the packs and go, you're thinking, right, okay, it's it's getting down to the nitty gritty time <laughs> of it, and people start coming across the line. Um, I think he fairness to Wes, he, he did say, and I saw him do it when it got to the point of having to send send the class in twice for the end of the time for that particular um, island. He would turn his back so he, he didn't have line of sight of anyone coming towards the finish. Okay. So that he, he didn't, he wouldn't be tempted to say, "Oh well, I'll just give them an extra couple of seconds." Yeah, well, you know, so he, he did it. In, he did it very fairly. Is um, yeah. Well, you've thinking. you've either got to cut off or you haven't really, haven't you? You know, you can't have a, you can't make it up as you go along. Oh no, that sounds right. So, Stuart, did were you uh, were you, were any moments when you think you might not make the Klexon? Yes. Um, on St Mary's, I, as I say, after about a mile on St Mary's, I thought this is going to be a long day. And it was, I think we started St Mary's around two o'clock, there or thereabouts. So it was still quite warm. And I thought, okay, this is, this is going to be a challenge, Stuart. And you're going to have to kind of dig quite deep, deep here. And there was parts going around that island that just... Um, I'd stop quite frequently thinking I was going to be sick and I wasn't so I would try and shuffle on again and I'm stopping and shuffle on again and the, the only time I actually was near I was nearly made to stop by someone else is and Tracy uh, will recall this as well when you're on to maze and you're getting towards the the runway for the airport um, depending on the time, if there's a plane that's on its way over, um, <laughs> the, the firemen from the airport, a group, there's normally three of them with one of the, the fire tenders, come down to the end of the runway and there's flashing lights. And if the planes come in and the lights are flashing, you're stopping. You're not allowed to go across oh. the, the coast past, past the runway. So if you make it in time, you're okay in your pass, but you might have to stand and wait for <laughs> however many minutes. Oh, but goodness I know, me. Um, some friends that I was chatting to afterwards, uh, because you got to know pretty much everyone on the boat just through running and talking. And like, as Tracy has already mentioned, the camaraderie on the boat. And people would say, Yeah, we were running along, and the fireman stopped because we had to wait for the plane coming over. <laughs> I think that just adds to kind of like the, shall we say, well, the new and uh, of one of the runs. But yeah, got, um, they, they for, for me, that was. Um, Going on to St Mary's, that was, that was a challenge. And I, I like Tracy, and uh, um, we said about Pony. I was doing the maths in my head, thinking, right, okay, I've got him. The distance I've got left to go. Yeah, I was starting to get concerned about getting back in time. And there's a there's a bit where you come off one of the beaches, heading back into um, Hewtown, and I thought, great, okay, I can see the finish, I can see the key, I can get myself around, I can do this. And literally, it's a little kick just before you got a hill that brings you back onto the trail and around past the back of the railway station. And I'm thinking, why did I have to go back on the trail? So I can just <laughs> kick on the road and get myself back. And yeah, I, I got there, um, and I'm I'm really happy to have got through that island because wow. he said to me, uh, "I'm happy in that island that yeah, you would get to the end. I would have bitten your hand off." Wow! Well, there you go. They, well, there can't there can't be many uh, runs out there where you've got to contend with um, with uh, boat timings and aeroplane landings. You know, so <laughs> well because when, when you know I, I met you both at the Hell's Mouth uh, Cafe race, and uh, you told me you were going, and when that's when we decided we do this, and uh, and I you know I've researched it since, and I thought, wow, what a fantastic thing to do! But you, clearly, you've got to be able to you know 
run at a, a pretty sharp lick, as you say, you know, uh, to do it. So would you both, uh, Tracy, you've already mentioned you want to go back. Are you? Would you do it again, Stuart? Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I, the only thing I would like to say is probably the worst event in the world, and I wouldn't recommend anyone go and do it. Because <laughs> Tracy and I are going to make sure that we're on the starting list for next year. <laughs> Well, because there is, there is, I think there was a limit of about seventy places, wasn't there, or something like that. Yeah, there yeah. Was. yeah, yeah. I suppose, I suppose, I was thinking about that, and I was talking to James Skeplorn, who's going to come on and talk about his version of this in a couple of weeks, and and uh, he said, yeah, but that was probably due to the size of the boat that you were using for crossing over. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a, I mean, I just, I just, more I researched this in readiness for this uh, recording, the more I thought, what a brilliant, because I love the idea of innovation in running, you know, because some runs, you know, oh well. Point A to point B, off you go. Thank you, cheerio. You know, oh great. But you know, this to me really captures the imagination. So uh, anyway, so it's been great to have you both on the show talking about your experiences. Any any last thing, Tracy, from you in terms of uh, you know uh, what you know thoughts afterwards? Because it looked like there was a big party on Tresco afterwards on the video. Oh yeah, the um, we ended up back at the community centre in Tresco, which is where we all met and started. And um, those of us that didn't make the um, cut, we got all dropped off at one of the keys. The um, the runners ran, and then we walked, I think it was like a 20, 25-minute walk, maybe 20-minute walk to the community centre. So we all walked back, and, um, yeah, there was a party. There was um, a, some silly aisle beer, some IPA or something. Um, there was a bar open, and the food was absolutely fantastic. I mean, probably one of the best post-race food I've ever had. Um, it was on par with the Coastal Challenge in Costa Rica's food. Incredible. And we all just sat on the floor in the rest of the um, night of the day, eating and drinking IPA. It was perfect. <laughs> so what, what time did it, what time did you roughly finish to it? And I think we were, I think it's probably half past seven, eight o'clock, there they about. Okay. I was quite fortunate to get back to the, the community centre and it took a bit of a long turn, about a quarter of a mile, so I did an extra half mile down back to the key and back up again. But it was one of the best finishes I've ever seen. You run around the corner. There was a, a row of kids. I just was high fiving the kids as you came back in because it wasn't about <laughs> time at that point. It was just yeah, let's enjoy ourselves and everyone cheering and, and fantastic, fantastic. Well, there event. you go, there you go. So, listeners, if you want to check out the video, there's a great video. It's about 13 minutes. It covers the whole race. Uh, drone drone footage on the uh, website silly60.co.uk. Uh, next year, similar time of the year, is it the same time of year as far as you know the event next year? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that the, so if you like the idea of this, then don't register until you until we know that Stuart and Tracy have registered and got a place. You know, with yeah. the, with the power of this podcast, it'll be like a take that concert. Unless you book in the first five seconds, you won't get in. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that Wes has got a, a list already because of the people that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> weren't fortunate enough to make it onto the, the final island. Um, they've already said, when, when are you doing it? When will the time times be right for us to do it again? So, yeah, there's, there's plans are put already for next year. Well, I think as you, were the, as you were the pioneers of this event, both of you, you should have first dibs on the places next year, surely, you know. So, uh, yeah, there we go. I don't think Wes really 
really had any idea what he was starting with this event because it's definitely fired up those of us that did it completed it or dnf and um a huge amount of interest from people that were just you know watching it from yeah. the side really yeah i think this is going to be an epic annual event really yeah, no, it sounds it sounds uh, it sounds really really good. Well, thank you to both of you for coming on. Just quickly before you go, so uh, Stuart, what have you got lined up next? Uh, next thing I've got lined up is um, I prefer a place for the the black rat, so I'll be going along there helping out registration. Um, Rachel's taking part, I think, in the red rat as well. So okay. yeah, we'll be registration on the Friday night, helping out, and then running okay. on the the Saturday. Okay. Anything for you, Tracy, in the pipeline? Yeah, we head to um, Salzburg in three weeks, I think it is, to do the Mozart Marathon. Pony's doing the 100 again. And then uh, two weeks later, we're over, we're at Serpent Trail 50. Great. Okay. Great stuff. And I'll put links in the show notes to those. So, well, thanks both of you for coming on and uh, and for uh, <laughs> hopefully we've got a recording out of this. With our, I'm here holding the phone with Tracy on it, and uh, we've got Stuart in his house with the headphones on. So hopefully we've got we've got some uh, good good material for listeners. Well, they'll know by now, won't they? So, uh, but thank you for coming on and sharing. You know, this is what this show is all about: is finding new runs and all that. So, uh, on the last episode, we had Jan Davis talking about the Thames 250 and. Uh, there we go. And now we've got the Silly 60. So fantastic. So thanks to you both for coming on. Thank you, Trevor. Thank, Thank you, Trevor. What a fantastic idea. I really love the idea. And the one thing I like about it is the innovation. Because, you know, it's very easy, isn't it? You know, races take place and there are tons of them these days, aren't there? And they're largely for there from A to B, let's face it, or A back to A, you know, whatever it might be. And um, there's, sometimes there's not a great deal of difference. You know, you just set off and run, don't you? You know, so so this really captures the imagination, and I think it's a fantastic thing. And uh, it, you know, felt like a, I'm not that I've ever done a backyard ultra, but it kind of felt a little bit like that, where you've got to make the cutoff. And uh, as Stuart Stuart said, you know, the guy who uh, did the cutoffs, he turned his back and just looked at his watch. So he was not going to be thinking, what if someone misses something by two seconds? And I'm not sure it comes up in the podcast, but Stuart did say afterwards that somebody missed the final cutoff by five seconds. That's all. That was it. Well, you know, if you've got a cutoff time, you've got a cutoff time, haven't you? Anyway, if you've been uh, doing something fantastically interesting like this, then get in touch and come on this podcast. You may never have been on a podcast before, so here's your chance. Podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or message me or, you know, get hold of me somehow. And let me know which event you've done and I'll send you details of how to, you know, book a, a link to a recording and we'll do it on Zoom and, and all that sort of stuff. Right, so thanks for listening. Oh, and if you do like listening to this podcast, then why not share it uh, with somebody else who you think will be interested and if you want to leave a review via your phone or wherever you listen to it, that would be fantastic. If you're using an app, then if you go onto the show on the, on the, in the store, you know, where you listen to all the shows, and you just scroll down, you'll see a few episodes, and then you'll get to a place where you can leave a review. So that would be fantastic. Right, thanks very much for listening. See you next time. <laughs>